everybody, this is Pastor Hicks with your Sunday recap. This is going to be a new attempt from us to um, attempt to have another way for us to get the word to you. Um, you know, we're on Facebook Live, we're on Instagram, but this is a great way for us to use some technology um, to engage you and to also do a recap of Sunday sermon. So uh, please, so please uh, keep us in your prayers, keep me in your prayers as we attempt to launch out um, in this different venue. Our text on Sunday came from 2 Kings, 2nd chapter, verses 1 through 18, and the title of it was called Time's Up. And it, looked, and it really took a uh, deeper look at the Elijah, Elisha story. And it led us to three specific points um, as we dealt with it. First thing that came up for us in the text was our time was up, but we realized we still had great times with God. In this portion of the text, Elijah's at the end of his leadership and he is about to transition um, and leave. Text says that the Lord is about to take him up in a whirlwind of fire, a whirlwind of chariots of fire. And you notice in the text, again at Second Kings, second chapter, verses one through eighteen, Elijah doesn't leave the scene pouting or upset that he knows his time is up with God. Um, and as I dug into, dug into the history of Elijah, I realized that he didn't go that way. And part of that, the reason why he didn't go that way is because of the great times he had with the Lord. Going through his history of leadership, um, going through the fact that God brought him on the scene specifically to talk about the liberation of God's people, um, how he dealt with um, oppression, how he dealt with um, errant leadership, how he dealt with having post-traumatic stress syndrome and going away in the cave and God still bringing him back to a place of restoration he can say through the good times and the bad times there were still great times um, because God was still with him I think a point that we brought up on in the preaching moment on Sunday was we have good and bad times in our lives um, but great is really associated with God's presence consistently being there the Bible declares that if I make my bed in hell you're still with me so it's not as if um, the church or this sermonic moment is trying to wrap up great times and just the good things that happen. But we're wrapping up what seems to be a moniker of great because God is is forever with us. His presence is forever um, around either his omnipresence or his magnified presence in the moment. Um, whether those are good times and celebration, whether those are bad times. And as we look back on it, we realize that we weren't alone, even when everyone else had forsaken us. Um, we understand that we've had some great times with God. And then we, we dove, dove into if we've had great times with God, then it's our responsibility to be thankful. It's our responsibility to praise him. It's our, it's our responsibility to let others know how good God has been. It's our responsibility to live in such a way um, that we're able to handle the ups and downs of life still with him radiating his goodness through us. So even though we may run up against bad times or bad times are being sent or whether it's political bad times, whether it's school shooting bad times, um, there's still a place 
for God to have his message come through us. It's we're not it's not an opiate. We're not running away from the troubles, but we hold on to the truth that God is forever there. And we hold on to the truth that if his presence is there, then there's victory someplace in all the problems that we're seeing. And it's our responsibility to have the courage. And we'll dig into that later about how to look for that victory, search after that victory and have the courage to trust God with our lives and change so that the victory can be won. everybody, this is part two of our Sunday recap. Well, part one, we discussed um, time is up, but we realize we've had some great time with God. Part two um, is very interesting. And, and the part that we talked about on Sunday was, I know my time's up because it feels like I'm running out of time. Again, I know my time's up because it feels like I'm running out of time. And we see the conundrum Elisha finds himself in. He knows Elijah has to leave. He knows that this change is coming. He knows that he's about to get called into leadership, but then he's in a place where he doesn't want this season to end. Um, and you can see the different dynamics. Elijah is saying, God is calling me to different places, whether they're coming from Gilgal to go to Bethel, going from Bethel to Jericho, Jericho to eventually the Jordan. And every time there's that transition and it gets closer to a new season happening, Elisha says, no, as long as the Lord lives and as long as you live, I don't want to leave your side. I don't want you to leave. So you have that dynamic going on. Then you have um, the other prophets that are with them almost whispering, no, well, don't you know your master's leaving today? And, and in a real way, Elisha is saying, hush, I know this is happening, but I'm not ready for this season to end. And it's almost indicative of us, of people in our lives um, and ourselves that when we are about to enter a new season, sometimes we're glad we can't wait for a season that's been bad in our minds to end. We can't wait, wait to move on, especially the new year is a time we always say we're moving on to the new thing. But how do we handle the seasons that we're comfortable in? Or how do we handle the seasons that we like? Elisha loved Elijah. He loved walking with him. He loved um that that relationship of teacher to student and even though he knew things had to change he wasn't ready how do we handle when god is pushing us to a new place and i call it in the shamanic moment i call it the training wheels of life we we love to have training wheels because they keep us safe but we know that if we want to go as fast and as strong as we possibly can go we can't do that with the training wheels still on I mean, I quoted a, a book uh, by Dr. Francis Crest Wesling. Um, the book is called Isis Papers, The Keys to the Colors. And it puts it this way, because here's the underlying issue. The underlying issue in the text is fear. And fear is the cyclical condition that keeps us bound. And that's why um, Dr. Wesling would say that, God, God rest her soul. Um, and we find ourselves in a place where we're in a cycle of problem perception and worry, problem worrying, problem complaining, and we don't get off the cycle to move in a linear format to go get the problem solved because we're afraid to move forward. We're afraid of what's next. We're afraid to say, God, I'm worried or God, I'm not ready or God, where are you taking me? But we notice that the shout comes in or the celebration comes in when they get to the Jordan, because when they get to the Jordan, an allegory for water in the Bibles, our allegory for the spirit of God, 
when they get to the Jordan, that's when things start to change. When they get to the Jordan, the other prophets can come. When they get to the Jordan, God makes a way for the waters to part. And when they get to the Jordan, then the conversion happens. But then Elisha has to have the courage to change, the courage to take the mantle, the courage to cross the Jordan with his teacher and say, I want a double portion of what you have. And the question for us, we always ask, God, won't you change it? God, won't you fix it? God, won't you rectify it? Whether it's in the government, whether it's with our finances, whether it's with our love life, whether it's with our work situations, God, won't you change it? And God is almost on the other side at the Jordan saying, I'm willing to, I'm willing to convert your atmosphere, but will you have the courage to trust me? Will you have the courage to say yes? Will you have the courage to state that you're worried and then give me the fears? Will you have the courage to love your neighbor? Will you have the courage to have difficult conversations about race? Will you have the courage to be the one to be light and salt and not just reflect the love of God or God's glory, but have it emanate out of you, have it radiate out of you. Be the children of light God has called us to be. Um, so our second part, again, is I know... That time is up because it feels like I'm running out of time. Yes, it's going to be scary, but you have to have the courage to be converted and give God your everything. Hey everybody, this is last part, Sunday recap part three. So we talked about, my time is up, but I've had some great times with God. Part one, we talked about part two, my time is up, even though it feels like I'm running out of time. Have the courage um, to be converted. But finally, um, since my time is up, I can't go back. Um, so let's walk through the story very quickly. Um, Elijah and Elisha are at a point of now, Elijah's ready to move on in leadership. Elisha's conflicted about whether he wants his, his teacher to leave. But once we do the Jordan experience, once we have the courage to be converted, now the chariot has come, Elijah has been taken away, the mantle drops. And now Elisha now is the one in leadership. And as he comes back over the Jordan, he now is at a place of moving forward in ministry. And, and that this part for us is simple. Once you've made that decision, once you've made that declaration, once you've made that definitive statement, that I am going to be what God has called me to be in this season. It's very difficult to turn around and go back to what you used to be. Um, the prophets who were waiting on the other side were excited to see him and they believed that Elijah's spirit had fallen on Elijah. They, they see him walking across the water, they see him in this different place and yet they're still trying to go back and search for the one who's gone. They're still trying to go back and search for Elijah. And Elijah's almost in the place where he's saying, I know what you want to do, but I can't go back to that way. I can't go back to that paradigm. I can't go back to where God just brought me out of because this is a new season for me. Um, and many of us sometimes get conflicted when folks that we are have been walking with and we have been our family members, um, our friends are so used to us being in a certain place or being a certain way. And when God does a conversion in your life, when you have the courage to trust him at his word and live a certain way, 
Folks want to see you in the paradigm of what you used to be. But it's okay to say, I can't go back. I can't go back after I'm trusting this word and reading it and living it. I can't go back when I feel, find out the truth about God in my life. I can't go back when I really start loving people the way God calls me to love them. I can't go back even after the dreams that I thought I'd buried. God lets me see and start to experience them manifesting in my life. I can't return to the past. The children of Israel, the, the, the issue with them outside of their, their inherent disobedience was this wantingness to go back to slavery. And once God has freed you, literally, figuratively, and spiritually, why would you return to the past? Why would you go back to what he is taking you out of? He's done so much. Jesus threw a sacrifice from the cross. Um, the person and personality, the feminine personality of the Holy Spirit, the three in one have done so much to bring you to a place. Why return to where you were? And since you can't go back when folks go looking for your past or go looking for what you've left behind, you can say, I told you so. Essentially, in the text, Elijah says in Second um, Kings uh, chapter two, verse 18, he says, didn't I tell you, don't go back. Didn't I tell you Elijah was gone? Basically, you're telling folks, didn't I tell you I was changed? Didn't I tell you things are different? Didn't I tell you I'm not returning to those past behaviors or those past things or those past thoughts? I'm a new creature in God. Um, so again, time's up because I've even I've had some great times with God. Time's up even though I feel like I'm running out of time, but I have the courage to be converted. And finally, time's up. Since my time is up, I can't go back. I can't go back to the things I used to be when um, I'm moving forward in what God has for me. I pray this broadcast has blessed you. Um, I pray you listen to each and every one of the different um, sections of it. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Um, there's a possibility for call-ins. There's a possibility for comments. So please, man, please, sir, if you're listening, call and leave your comments. Um, leave your questions. Um, leave your voice. I'd be great. I'm, I'll be blessed to hear from you. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week with the Sunday recap. Take care.